0: Um, a beautiful passage, and a passage that we need to cling to right now. We need to cling to. It uh, starts in verse 4 with this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. This command, this call, this reminder to rejoice. When? When things are great. When everything is going your way. When things are easy. Um, when things are bad. When things are hard. When how, when do you rejoice? It says always And then he says, and again I will say it, rejoice. We need to be a people that are rejoicing. And then he says this, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. God is near. He is at hand. He is with us. And he's saying it is reasonable. It's only reasonable to be rejoicing. Uh, Now, if you're going through hardship, which we all are, if you're going through suffering, which we all are, if if you're going through a time of confusion and and frustration as uh, we are in a crazy and and really quite evil time as more and more gets exposed every day of the origins of this virus and it being nefarious from the beginning and the stuff, the, the lies and the... It's just it's madness, and you think, how can I be rejoicing? What is Paul? Paul who wrote this book of Philippians, and what is he thinking, calling us to rejoice? Is he just writing this from his nice little mansion by the lake, um, sipping my ties, and just saying, hey, everyone, rejoice? Um, it's important to know the context that Paul is writing this letter to the Philippians in the midst of. Trying to spread the gospel in the midst of a tyrannical and evil government—a uh, government that is trying to crush truth and freedom and Christianity—and so they have imprisoned Paul in this this letter of Philippians, and he is in prison, uh, uh, in awful conditions, and yet he says to rejoice always. And not only does he say rejoice, he says. Let your, it's reasonable, let your reasonableness be made known to everyone. Let people know that you're a reasonable human being by your rejoicing. And you might think, this sounds like the most unreasonable thing, to be rejoicing while you're in prison. How am I supposed to rejoice always? What about when things are hard? Paul's saying this, in light of the promises we have in Jesus, in light of the goodness that we have ahead of us, If you are a follower of Jesus, if you're listening to this and you're a follower of Jesus, our future is eternal bliss. Our future is eternal joy. Our future is forgiveness of all of our sins. Our future is one where our King and our God, Jesus, will come back. He will make all things new. He will judge, righteously judge all wicked and evil. He will forgive and wipe clean all those who have received His grace and mercy. And as the famous song Amazing Grace says, it says, When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we know less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. That we will get to sing God's praises for all of eternity. Listeners, this suffering scripture calls a light and momentary affliction. This earthly life that we have in the flesh, in these bodies at this time, in the long scheme of things, will be just a mist and a vapor. It, it will fade. When we've been there 10,000 years, basking in God's wonderful glory and eternal love, with unsurpassing joy, we will not be dwelling on this time. And so for us, we need to dwell. We need to dwell on the promises of Jesus. We need to dwell that He will come back and make all things new. That He will wipe away every tear, and that our future is eternal joy. And it's reasonable to rejoice about this news. And illustration uh, thought of is it's it'd be like the person who you know won the hundred million dollar lottery. They found out they won it. They're cashing in in a couple weeks, and it's guaranteed. They have it. They won it. They know they've won it. And yet, that same day, they lose a quarter. They, they, they misplaced a quarter, and now they can't find that quarter. And, and it wouldn't be reasonable for them to just be frustrated and anxious and searching out, where is this quarter? Where is my freaking quarter? I lost my quarter, I can't find my quarter. If people saw them, they'd be like, why are you stressing out about the quarter? Didn't you just win the lottery? Don't you have a hundred million dollars coming? Yeah, 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 whatever, but help me find the quarter. I can't find this quarter. If I don't find this quarter, I'm not gonna sleep. If I don't find this quarter, I'm not gonna rest. If I don't find this quarter, it would not be reasonable. What it would be reasonable for them to say, "Hey, I lost a quarter, but guess what? I have a hundred million dollars coming in a couple of weeks. I can't believe. What am I going to do with this hundred million dollars? what's the first thing I'm going to spend it on? Oh man, it's going to be great. You know, that would be reasonable. That's us. We we rejoice because it's reasonable to rejoice because of the future promises we have in store. Uh, it fills us with joy." Uh, my daughter recently turned four years old and in the week before her birthday, she was jumping and rolling around and doing somersaults because she's saying, my birthday's coming up, my birthday's in three more sleeps, my birthday's in three more days. And she couldn't hold back the rejoicing because she knew this birthday was in store. Uh, that's us. What we have in store helps our hearts to rejoice. Even in the midst of the trials, now, mind you, it doesn't mean we ignore the trials. That's why Paul goes on to say, "Do not be anxious about anything. The trials don't make us anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God." And so we're not we're not ostriches with our head in the sand. As um, evil is it exposes itself, as you know codes of ethics are being trampled on by, by government leaders and all sorts of hard and scary and difficult things are happening. We don't stick our head in sand, just say oh just rejoicing, nothing's going on. No 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 no. Without anxiety, because we know who our God is, because we know our Lord is at hand, because we know our God takes even evil things and turns them for good and because we know our God, King Jesus is a righteous judge who cannot be bought off or paid off that all evil will face Him they will stand before the white throne of judgment because of that we can take these anxieties we can take the things that are scary the things that are hard the things that are we can take everything to God in prayer we bring them to Him and we plead with Him to intercede. We plead with Him to move now. We plead with Him to stop evil and stop darkness and bring His loving light into darkness. But we, but then we can leave it there. We leave, we leave it at His feet. Sure, there's going to be things that God calls us to do with courage and boldness, and we'll, talk, we'll be talking about that more in Nehemiah. Um... But then it goes on to say in verse 7, well, let's go back to 6 again, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, so everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, this, this thankful heart posture, um, you can't be anxious and thankful at the same time. Uh, if your heart is overflowing with gratitude and rejoicing, it'll help press out the anxiety. Be thankful for what we have in the promises of the gospel be thankful for what we have and the promises of God's future coming and restoration always let that thankfulness be the driving force in our prayers but bring everything to him everything and then it says when you do that when you let your requests be made known to God it says in verse 7 and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus man we need this church Our minds are being assaulted by propaganda and fear right now. Our minds are literally just being assaulted with fear and propaganda. Um, That's a scary thing. But as we rejoice in the promises of God, as we bathe and saturate ourselves in His wonderful truth, in His wonderful promises, and as we bring all of our requests to Him, He guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He gives us a peace of God which transcends understanding. Church, let Jesus guard your heart and mind. Um, I know for me, I can get sucked into this information cycle. Um, And we do at times need to step in and be aware of of what's going on. Um, Look past the mainstream propaganda machines and, and look at under the surface and see the warnings that are really being shared. Uh, but we can't live there. We can't live there. That information will not guard our hearts and minds. We need Christ Jesus to guard our hearts and minds. We need his word to guard our hearts and minds. We need to meditate on His truth. Meditate on who He is. Meditate on His promises. Soak yourself in the Psalms right now. Just go through them. Soak yourself in them. Ask yourself, what's guarding my heart and mind right now? Am I trying to guard it on my own? Or am I letting King Jesus guard it? I confess, I often am trying to guard it on my own. I'm looking for the next piece of news that would just tell us this is all over. Um, The bad guys are in jail and the good guys are going to win. I'm just waiting for it, you know, and I... And I want that, um, but I need to let King Jesus guard my heart and mind. Uh, we need to let King Jesus guard our hearts and minds so the peace of God which surpasses understanding will, will be with us. Then it says, it goes on to say in verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things What well, you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the God of peace will be with you as more and more has come out that Fauci indeed helped create and invent this terrible virus and is using it for personal gain and um, that's being broken by undercover journalists more and more um, it's easy to dwell on evil Uh, It's easy to just think on what's evil, what's ugly, what's harmful. Um, As Humans are more and more objectified and marginalized and vilified um, just for trying to be human and live a normal life. It's easy to dwell on that. But scripture says this, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We get to think about the beautiful promises of Jesus. We get to think about Jesus because Jesus is true. Jesus is honorable. Jesus is just. Jesus is pure. Jesus is lovely. Jesus is commendable. Jesus is excellent and Jesus is worthy of praise. So meditate on that. Meditate on those that are. Standing up to evil. Just think about how good that is and commendable that is. Uh, Meditate on the beauty of God's creation. How lovely it is. Take Take a walk and just let your mind meditate and think upon the beauty of God's creation. And this will help us have peace. This will help us rejoice. This will help our souls heal. Together, we have much to rejoice in because we have Jesus. He is at hand. He is with us. We are not alone in this time. We are not on our own in this time. We have Jesus with us. And so we can continue to lean on Him and help others lean into Him. Look to Jesus. Remember the resurrection. Remember that Jesus defeated death. When things look dark, when things look hopeless, remember how dark and hopeless the cross was when Jesus was put in the tomb for three days. Never did the world seem more hopeless or more evil. But the grave could not hold him and Jesus resurrected and rose again defeating sin, Satan, and death. And that king will come back and he will make all things new. Let us meditate on that. Thank you for listening. And let me just leave you with this benediction. May the love of God the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And if you're listening to this and you're not yet a follower of Jesus, these promises are for you too. Eternal bliss, eternal joy, eternal peace, freedom from sin and brokenness. You can have all of that for free by trusting in Jesus and following Jesus. I invite you to trust and follow Him today. Thanks again for listening. Go in peace.